Welcome to The Magic Spark. I'm your host and personal wellness witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self-evolution, or as I like to call it, self-revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now, let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode. Hello, my magic makers. You're listening to episode 57. First things first, I need to let you all know about group magical mentoring. My mentoring program is back and this is its fifth year. 2024 will actually be its sixth year once we get (laughs) to the fall, but for the spring session, this is still its fifth incarnation. You know, I can't believe it's five. The powerful number of change. And I always prescribe financial abundance with five. Is that just me? Um, This is five years of healing, connecting, alchemizing, triggering, disrupting, and rebirthing new, different, rooted, capable, and empowered souls through this program. This is a major growth spurt in your magic if it's something that calls to you. This work is anchored in a community setting like you've not experienced before. It's much more personalized than you think and far more functional than you'd expect. It's also very often less work than you think. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't require effort, but for those who are new to mentoring and you enter, you're like, oh, it's different than what I thought it was going to be. This is never a bad connotation. It's just challenging to explain until you've been in it. Group Magical Mentoring is based in the tarot. It provides a five-card tarot reading and a channeled to-do list from that reading every single month. It also gives you access to community support daily if that's something that resonates with you. You don't have to participate in it although I suggest it, but I also get if it doesn't. We'll talk about that on the exploration call. Um, It's also a monthly call to connect and to go deeper with the work. And there's plenty of space for your own process and flow in between. Group magical mentoring is perfect for those points in life when you're feeling stuck. You want to stay in a spiritual mindset while moving through one or multiple life transitions. You're looking to explore bringing spirituality or magic back or into your life for the very first time. You're ready to play bigger and to take up more space. You are simply looking to amplify your magic and feel like the best version of yourself so far. You're willing to dismantle internalized patriarchy. You're seeking expansion and healing through the witches and the dark goddesses narratives. You're feeling confident about things, but really want to amplify, play bigger, and call more abundance, joy, and peace into your life. You're looking for ways to heal from burnout and to not be in burnout again or in the cycles so often. You're ready to really drop some energetic baggage 
heal deep subconscious wounds in order to experience more pleasure, more peace, empowerment, confidence, and joy. So if any of those resonate with you, you're going to want to set up an exploration call. Are you ready to enter your goddess era or go deeper into it? This is my four-month coaching container that only opens twice a year. It is genuinely special, and there's only two points in the year to explore this. Both times are genuinely unique and special, and yet the seasons, the energy, and the goddesses are different. Magical mentoring in the spring and summer is big, is bold, and it's bright, And it's geared towards moving through the energies that keep us separated from joy, abundance, and manifestation. This would also be love or unconditional love. That's not to say it's all sunshine and rainbows through the whole process. In this period of time, you will also be placed on my altar. You want shift. You want healing. There is truly not a more magical and practical way to do it. And in fact, so far in these five years, I've not come across a program that has this setup at all or nearly this setup. It's truly unique. It's truly special and magical. Group Magical Mentoring harnesses the power of transformative, non-toxic, trauma-informed work that actually makes a difference in how we engage with each other during mentoring and out in the world. Mentees continue to say that their biggest shift in and from mentoring is looking at and processing things differently. They truly genuinely come out different and go, I think about this differently. I don't take on as much stress. It doesn't disrupt my nervous system. I'm not as dysregulated as often. When I get dysregulated, I now know how to regulate. I feel much calmer and more empowered. Uh, There's a lack of victim nature of like, this is hard and this is big and I'm going to take a breath and I've got tools and I'm going to move through it at a pace that I can navigate. And that is going to bring more joy and more peace because I'm participating in my life now. This spring session, I'm also called to open up three one-on-one mentoring spots. Now, this is a very big deal and rarely available. And in fact, in last season, last year, I didn't have any one-on-one spots open. So exploration calls for both group and one-on-one begin February 20th and run through March 1st, 2024. We begin March 8th. So if you're interested Click the link in the show notes below. A call is truly an exploration. It's an opportunity to connect and to see if this work is a fit for you. It's absolutely not an obligation. It is truly an exploration. And I like to state it because I'm not afraid to ask for a sale. (laughs) Ask anybody. I'm a workaholic. Sales because are fun, because I love what I do. And I know that they're a value and how much they've changed people's lives and help support them into more confident spaces. But I'm not here to simply make a sale. This is real healing work. It will challenge and trigger you. It can be disruptive. It will hold you and celebrate you, and it needs to be a fit. This isn't and never has been about who can swipe a credit card first or how many people I can jam into a session. 
It's actually about the work and your growth. Lilith and Aphrodite are holding space for us in this particular session this spring. Goddess of love and war, beauty and finances, blood and sex magic. Links again are below in the show notes to schedule a call. Um, read the details of magical mentoring. That link is below as well. And then book the call today because the spots go fast and it's going to sneak up on us so soon. So thank you for listening about magical mentoring. If you have questions, you probably have more questions about one-on-one -on -one because I didn't go into it here, but just take everything I said about group mentoring and then just bloop, it's you and me on a call. It's you and me and your reading. It gets deeper. It gets real. And that is definitely the tough love space of you can't get away with anything in that container <laughs> with me. So if either of these resonate, links are below in the show notes. Calls happen February 20th through March 1st. We begin March 8th. And I love to do these calls. It's so exciting to connect with you all. So even if it's not a fit, we get this time together. Okay. So thank you for listening to that and to leaning in. I hope to talk to you soon. Now on to this episode. Pisces season runs February 18th to March 19th, 2024. And this episode offers our tarot forecast for these dates. This episode weigh, weigh more heavily in your life if you're a Pisces native and you have your sun rising or moon in that sign. And around here, I add the caveat that if you have a stellium in Pisces, I will lean into this real heavy too. As always, a big giant thank you to you, my dear listener, whether it's your first time here or your 57th. I'm so happy to have you. I send you all my love and gratitude for leaning into the work and the space that I hold. After all, this channel really is for you. Friendly reminder for those listening not in the Northern Hemisphere. The meteorological seasons may differ, but the energies of the tarot, the astrology, the zodiac, and the channel guidance are all the same. Take what resonates, leave the rest. There are always magic sparks here for everyone, no matter what point on the globe. Now, more Pisces frequency. Pisces is represented by the moon card in the tarot. In the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, it is depicted by two dogs howling at the moon that's blocking out the sun. One of the dogs appears wild, almost like a wolf, and the other appears domesticated. They stand on land with water in front of them, and behind them is earth rolling hills and then mountains in the background. Now, the water in front of them, there's a crayfish crawling out of the water. The crayfish represents our fearful self. It looks towards this long path in front of it and offers us that thought of others have walked this path and done it. Can I? There is a message here of the life of the imagination the internal conflict of our two selves, the domesticated and the wild, versus an actual life of decisions. This card is all about delving the depths of your shadows. 
it's about getting in there with the subconscious and unconscious programming, all that inherent bias, we've all got it. Internalized patriarchy, internalized misogyny. It's about dredging the pond, our pond, our unconscious. Will it come up with a dead body or an old boot? You'll never know until you do it. Clearly, the moon is about shadow work. It calls us to pull our fears into the light and to face them head on. The moon challenges us to take action, to practice acceptance and alchemize for the power we do have in each moment, particularly the emotionally charged or fearful ones. This card traditionally offers us an opportunity to develop our spirituality deeper. Or, for the first time, it can offer an awakening of the third eye, the pineal gland, and the solar plexus. It just could be a spiritual awakening in general. You've never been called to do the deep work. You kind of skirt the edges of it, but now you're like, ooh, I'm going in. I'm getting the reading. I'm jumping in magical mentoring. I'm reading all the books. I'm going to meditate every day. Here I go. This card says, until we get to the root of our fears and shadows, we simply can't move forward. It also says, as we purify our vessel, we strengthen our connection to spirit, source, and magic. It offers us the practicality of vessel care, cracking our food code, hydration, less stimulants, less depressants. It asks for movement that tends to the vessel out of care, and not that breaks it down, and it's definitely a call to consistent meditation. So this could just have us going, what are the things we're doing for our self-care? Around here for Unicorn Wellness, it's about soul care. Do we need to make adjustments for those things? Like cycles shift and change. We may be called to doing something different. If you're following along in my Instagram feed, I have returned to dance classes after 15 years. That's been a call of the soul deeply connected to Pisces energy in my Pisces moon. So you may just want to sit in your vessel and go, what do you need? What have we gotten away from? Okay, what have we never tried that we're called to try in this season that will tend to the vessel out of respect because the vessel is the home of our soul. It is the temple. It is heaven on earth. The moon card is about an alignment between body, spirituality, and psyche. It requires us to make decisions in order to move forward up and out and away from fear. The imbalance of this card has our fears, shadows, unconscious and subconscious, driving the proverbial bus into the ocean to drown. It says our unwillingness to do the shadow work, to dig into our triggers, to feel the uncomfortable stuff, to walk away, to break up, to uh, quit, you know, or bolster our emotional intelligence is holding us back. And it might just tank us. This card in readings with me and for my community, that's y'all, call us to a time of quiet, of calm, of recalibration, of alone time contemplation, meditation, resting, and receiving. So if you have the access to getting, you know, uh, like a Reiki treatment or a healing, you know, one-on-one, and if not, 
you have access to these things in your unicornwellnessstudio.com library. It really is meant to be a one-stop shop. So this is a time to delve into the magic healings, the energetic healings there, if you haven't before, or if you don't use them as often as the workouts. So it's a recalibration time in order to make decisions based on a spiritually connected soul path, a soul connection. It says, take care of you, boo. Retreat into spirit. Let spirit guide you and hold you. There's an element of surrender here. Pisces is the ocean of emotion. And in the moon card, the moon is our intuition, the unseen, the knowing without knowing why. So there's a massive element of surrender here and understanding that surrender is different than giving up. Surrender is about listening and it's about trusting spirituality. And I know so much of this community is interested in beliefs, but y'all aren't living a life that says you actually trust the unseen. And that's very different. And that can take a different, deeper level of spiritual ritual, of sacred ritual, of temple care, of body care. Okay. So this is about removing or weaning off of impurities, distractions, or substances that allow us to escape or numb out. Now, I don't think those are bad all the time. Like it's not a moral standard around here. This is just like, take the time to go, am I distancing myself from the work that actually needs to be done? Like there's a time and there's constructive escapism, but let's look at the dial on it and look at the balance in it right now. This card, the moon card in the tarot says, head to the dark, to the emotions, to your shadows, to contemplation, to the unseen spaces. It's actually super rewarding in the dark once our eyes get accustomed to it. The balance of this card offers that there is a decision to make, okay? So we're working with it in this entire season. That's number one. Right. And two, if you pull this card, it says there's a decision to make. And it also says directly, do not lean on your intellect or cerebral processing. This is a moment when you kindly ask your brain to step aside. Now, I'm always a fan of intellect and cognitive discernment. And yet our brains will be telling us stories that are super untrue and have us making choices that sound safe and accurate and adult. When really it was just the fearful, normal, normie thing to do that keeps us small. This is a choice of intuition, of gut and soul compass connection. Don't be fooled or distracted by human fear or smallness. Lead and lean into your spiritual faith. But in order to have faith in spirit, you're going to need to have a deep relationship with it. And a deep relationship is cultivated by sacred ritual and repetition and mostly meditation. I would offer on top of that, there's lots of ways to connect, right? We have our time on the mat. We have our tarot readings. These are deep ways to connect. And reading is a really wonderful and deep way. And hey, this podcast is too. But it's a time of going, I believe, but do I trust my spiritual connection, right? I've had multiple conversations and a lot of them with mentees and friends where they're like, how do you sound so calm? Like this is a challenging situation you're sitting in the middle of and you sound okay. And I'm like, one, I've been through so many of them. 
I trust the universe. I get it. Like, and I am at my altar and in meditation. So I have put myself at the altar of the universe and said, I am consistent. I am here. I've given you my heart and I give you a portion of my life every day. I count on you and I trust you. You'll show up for me because I've showed up for you. Right? So practice makes proficient. Practicing our rituals breeds trust. The moon card is also number 18. One plus eight is nine. This is karmic closures and cycles ending. So this is perfect for the last sign of the zodiac chart that finishes the astrological year and says purge, grieve, let go in order to heal and move on to new things. So there's closure here. If it seems really challenging and extra and uncomfortable, well, it's for a purpose, right? It is always most challenging right before our healing, okay? And you can think about this as like things going through a funnel or the birth canal, right? It is the most painful, speaking as someone who's given birth twice, that moment that the head, you know, crowns and comes through, you're like, this is the absolute worst thing ever. And that next second and that next breath, it's done. And there's something beautiful that's come to fruition. So nine is much like that. It can feel like, ooh, and Pisces is like that. This is really uncomfortable feeling. But we trust, we breathe, we connect, we stay in process, we stay present. And then something beautiful comes of it. Pisces, as an energy of the zodiac, offers us the magic of adaptability, creativity, artistry, fantasy, and idealism. It offers us healing the wounds of worthiness, lack, limitation, love, safety, and creativity. It offers us the power of allowing our emotions out and through. It offers us the power of hope and potential. It offers us the challenge of creating and keeping healthy boundaries. It offers us the challenge of not remaining a victim. And it offers us a true balance of humanity and divinity, our only one true assignment in life school. Pisces is a water sign. Water is in the tarot represented by cups. This is the element of emotions, feelings, psychic healing, psychic gifts, channeling, and our direct connection to spirit or source. It is creative flow for universal source energy is inherently creative. Now let's get to our Pisces season tarot reading, which is the reason why you're here. Okay, So let's do one card for the spirit in which to move through things in Pisces season, because there's no way out but through. Um, I am using the Muse Tarot, as typically happens around this time as we talk. Okay. Could you hear that? That was a little interesting. Hang in there. All right. So. Dropped a card, y'all. Okay. So dropped a card. That's our card. And as I dropped a card, we now have a two card now already, <laughs> but it's really just silly because I dropped one, 
this like batch of three flipped over and the one on the top you know it it's the moon uh okay so i'm gonna do this one i'm just gonna give you the rundown of the moon card in this deck because the muse tarot is so special it's got aphrodite vibes all over it the moon card in this deck is the moon's pink and there are three goddesses standing around the moon. I mean, you talk about Aphrodite, Venus vibes. This has got it in spades. So the up, like the fun part of this reading is, you know, the spirit in which to move through things. If we go by the moon card in this deck, it's everything that I just said, but then it's washed in pink. It's washed in love. And I want to talk about pink because some people really have some feels about it they're very triggered right it's so traditionally female and feminine and soft and cute and girls are pink and boys are blue Ugh. the genderfication of the colors is just so disappointing and yet pink is gorgeous right when we talk about the heart chakra light pink rose quartz it is one of the colors of the heart chakra there are actually three heart chakras okay you have the upper you have the traditional and then it's a lower, but they're all just different. <laughs> okay. So the upper is light pink. Um, this is the, the heart healing. Now as humans, we all need healing of the heart. Okay. And so that's light pink and it's soft and there is a mother's love to it. A goddess's love to it. A nurture caregiver softness that says, I want you to bloom like the rose you are. Then the heart chakra, we drop down into green. Okay. And green is the expansion. We know it is fertility and abundance and growth. And it's like, well, once the heart's healed, let's amplify that shit. Let's send it out there. Let's grow it. Let's share it. Then when you drop down further, the unabashed, unique soul-centric self of that lower heart is hot pink. Okay, so yes, that's the color of Unicorn Wellness Studio logo and mostly the color of my hair. And so it's not that we're trying to, you know, genderify everything, that we need things to be soft and sweet and saccharine and pleasing. No, we want them to be healed. We want them to be expansive and we want them to be brash and unabashed and shamelessly vibrant. That's what hot pink is. So this moon card that flipped over it says, yes, the moon card is all those things traditionally of fear and making choices. But here we go. I feel like it's a little plug for magical mentoring because it is. It says worship the moon, worship Aphrodite, bring pleasure back into the healing process, bring pleasure into your life. And yes, bring softness and beauty. These are not bad things. They have had negative connotation because of the patriarchal culture right anything feminine is weak and it says reclaim that shit snatch it back find your empowerment it doesn't need to be your favorite color or your signature color but understand its beauty and its power its purpose and its positive aspects okay so this moon card says anchor into the goddesses because it's all a wash in pink believe me when aphrodite entered into my channel in my life i was angry I was mad at her because I didn't know her that well. And I bought into some of the softness and the silliness of like the feminine aspects of beauty. And it's like, she's like, that is not who I am. And in fact, I read a book 
I started a book that was infuriating about her because it just perpetuated the patriarchal myths of her. She says, I'm beauty on your terms. What brings you joy? What brings you pleasure? What delights you? Are you willing to just fuck around and find out? Like, give it a try. She's got very trickster energy too that says, sometimes I just do shit because it's pleasing. And sometimes I like to mess with people because I think it's a little funny. You know, so it's this asking you to lean into Aphrodite. She is the elder, Venus, right? And to explore the goddess nature when it's been so stolen and co-opted from us in a patriarchal culture. The goddess narrative is not about squishing yourself into tiny forms. It's about feeling exalted and gorgeous and comfortable in your own skin and knowing what you want and what you desire and earnestly knowing that you are worthy, that you are lovable, that you deserve these things simply because you are and because you're divine. And anything less than that is a patriarchal narrative that we've got to unravel and detangle from ourselves before we really can do it in the culture. So Part of the spirit in which to move through this season is to worship the moon, head to your intuition. You know, intuition is, it is that feminine aspect of the energies. Um, we try not to use binary language around here, but it is what it's connected to and what our narrative knows and understands. It's a more emotional based space, but emotions, although they're not always facts, are also not totally irrational. Our bodies, why Pisces season calls us to um, purify the vessel and take care of the vessel, because the body is smarter than our brain. It will know things faster than we will. It's primal. That's actual science. So when you take out some of the filtration bits and when you take out some of the things that are disrupting the, the translation or the conversation with your body, you start to hear like, oh, I freeze up around this person every time I'm with them. Okay. Oh, my breath is constricting because I don't feel safe here. <gasps> Oh, I feel like I have to monitor myself with this person. Okay, now what can my brain do with those messages from the vessel? So there's so much here about understanding that our intuition moves through our body. And the better care we take of our temple, our vessel, our body, the more we're in connection to our intuition and to spirituality. Because intuition is how we receive messages from the divine. Okay, so there's this big old loop that taking care of the vessel is not about manipulating the vessel to be anything different than it is. It's to get it into optimal running circumstances, which is going to be slightly different for each person. How much sleep we need is different per person. How much movement we need is different per person. But we all know we need to sleep and we all know we need to drink water, right? So it's asking us to optimize that so that we're in co-creatorship and relationship and conversation with, yes, our vessel, but more deeply our soul, okay? So we have two cards, right? We're going to enter into this sacred space with the lunar cycles and with lunar energy, with goddess energy. And because it is literally washed in pink in this card into Aphrodite's energy. If that is not just what's happening here already, I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't plan this. <laughs> and yet it's perfect. And of course, it's the moon card. 
Okay. Now the one that fell on the floor, which I would consider the card of the spirit in which to move through this. I just feel like this moon card that we got was Aphrodite. Like, uh, y'all it me in this like cycle. So just let me move in. Okay. If you were unclear, let me make it super clear. Great. Then we move into the card that fell on the floor, which is the eight of materials. Now materials I love this. In this deck are our coins. Okay. These are our pentacles and these are our resources, time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. Okay. So when we talk about the spirit in which to move through things in this Pisces season, there's no way out but through. So what's the persona? What's the theme? What's the personality? What's the vibe that we need to move through it with either in ease or when things get really challenging, like sometimes we need to take a sledgehammer to it and blow some shit up. We do sometimes, y'all. And sometimes we need to rest. And you're like, rest? How is that going to move me through it? We go, I don't know, but I trust the reading. Eight of Materials says, enjoy what you've got. Like, look at what you've produced. What have you cultivated in this lifetime? Okay, so we already hear like how this could be challenging. If you feel like you haven't produced a lot, you haven't cultivated much, you're feeling like you're in a cycle of lack limitation. Um, and that, you know, in all of our resources, it's very loud about friendships right now, community partnerships, like the quality of our partnerships is really being called to task right now. The aid of material says, if you love what you produce, Keep producing more of it. Keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. Because materials in this deck is represented by roses. So I just love the full circle magic of in the, uh, before we got to the card reading, you know, I said something about, Pisces wants you to bloom to your fullest fruition, right? So this language of roses, which is also connected to Aphrodite, it's just so loud right now. And it says, if you've got, you know, a garden full of gorgeous roses. Well, my love, keep doing what you're doing because what you're producing is beautiful, right? We can't bloom all the time and we know that. But spring is the time, right? That we either begin planting seeds for what we want to grow or it's the time when they start to sprout just a little bit because we've planted them just a little early, right? So, the eight of materials says, enjoy what you've cultivated. But first, before you enjoy it, like take a look at it. Have you cultivated things? Okay. Well, if you have, enjoy what you've done and continue along that path. What's bringing things to blossom in your life, stick with it. Now, as a personal share, if I were to ask what's working in your life, <laughs> you know, I would say, well, my meditation practices always work. My food code always works. My hydration levels always work when I'm sleeping the way I should and abiding by my sleep hygiene and bedtime ritual that totally fucking works. And me going to dance class is really working for me right now. It's brewing a lot of joy. Cool. Keep doing those things, right? And if you're in a space where you're like, it doesn't feel abundant, I, I'm looking at stems and dried up leaves. Like these are not gorgeous, blooming, blossoming roses. Okay. All right. Well, what's brought you to this place? What have you been doing? 
What have you been focusing on? Where is the majority of your time going? This is not about shade, shame, or judgment. This is about cognitive discernment and understanding and simply just looking at it. What have you been doing? Okay, it's not bringing you roses, right? It's not blooming roses. So what do we need to do? Are we in the wrong soil, right? Do we need to move the garden to the other side of the house? Do you have the wrong amount of sunlight? Now, there's a little bit of messaging here when it comes to aid of materials. And because in this deck, it is roses about soil. Now, this could mean a real move, like moving in landmass spaces. To be clear, I initiated a move from my family a year and a half ago because I was just not in the right soil and I knew it. And I knew that it would benefit all of us to transition. And it has. So sometimes a geographical as we lovingly call it in our house, pulling a geographical, actually really works. So we don't always want to think that moving and shifting is going to fix something, but some flora and fauna will simply not grow in some soil. So there's a real call here to check your soil. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. That's the message that the, the, that the guides want you to hear is that in this Pisces season, check your soil. Now that can be literal, right? It could be a move, but it could also just be functional. Like the people that you're around, the job that you're doing, the day-to-day -day stuff is just not creating gorgeous soil for you. So you're going to need to change something. So eight is a number of empowerment. When you turn it on its side, it looks like the infinity symbol. And this also, like Pisces, offers us the balance of circulation between the seen and the unseen, the practical and the magical. That when we can start to get that balance of magic and practicality sewing in and out of our lives, then the circulation of energetics, like changing something changes the outcome, right? So this could be changing your furniture, changing your clothing, changing, you got to change something, you got to circulate something, you got to move something around in order for it to brew and bring about something different, something more beneficial, something more supportive, something that blooms, okay? So fun fact things to do to generate circulation if you feel like your pleasure because eight is connected to your sacrum your sacral chakra um, this is pleasure center center this is creative life force um, this is joy right is doing figure eights and my magical mentees know this because it comes up a lot that standing with your feet slightly wider than shoulder width apart you bend the knees and circulating figure eights is a wonderful somatic healing to brew energetics. If you choose a mantra, there's one in my newsletter every Monday. If you repeated the weekly mantra and sta standing while doing figure eights, some stuff would change in your life. Okay. So the spirit in which to move through things in this Pisces season is the moon card, as well as the eight of materials. Now the eight of materials in this deck is a woman She's got a long skirt on and this thick belt and this off the shoulder, black, long sleeved um, top. And 
there are multiple arms around her, very collie-like, my loves, okay, with roses at the tips of each finger. The background is turquoise, and around the edges are roses of various sizes, but they're all in shades of pink. So there's a goddess energy of transformation here. So if you were in the last session of uh, Magical Mentoring, we worked with Kali. She's still present and with us. Not surprising because Kali, Hecate, Lilith, and Aphrodite are the four goddesses that I work with, the channel through me. So Kali also says anything that is not at your soul truth needs to go. And she will help you cut it out of your life. So there is powerful messaging in this Pisces season because this is about letting go. This is about release. This is about like what is dragging you down and not allowing you to produce roses and bloom in this cycle. So remember, we're not going to bloom all the time. We're not supposed to. But spring to summer, we sure are. This is the time. This is why I always say, don't launch anything in the winter. Please don't. It's not going to sell. It's not going to work because this is not a blooming, blossoming time. It's an alchemizing. It's an integration. It's a learning time. It's a plotting, planning. And uh, it's really plotting and planning. <laughs> like, so in the spring, we can plant, start to grow. And we can bloom, 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 blossom, blossom, blossom into the summer and perhaps into the fall as well right so it wants us to blossom and grow but in order to do that we have to finish out winter in the northern hemisphere whatever hemisphere you're in we have to finish out pisces season this is a release and this is a cleanse and a letting go so get in the dirt I mean, it's funny it's giving us all this earth stuff in a water mutable water sign right and identify what isn't working. And if you're like, all of it, none of it's working. Okay. Then it's nowhere but up from here. We can change a lot of things, right? We can try a lot of stuff. And if things are blossoming and blooming, but it needs a little pruning, a little weeding, maybe a little fertilizer. Cool. We can do that. Or if it's working, don't change anything right? This is something we also can forget. If things are chugging along beautifully, don't change anything. Don't change a variable. If it's working, it's working. Now, this is going to be a shameless plug, but this is where, you know, with magical mentoring, I have mentees that have been with me for the full five years. I mean, we're, this is 2024 moves us into the sixth year. Why? Because they go, everything got better in my life when I sat myself at that table and I don't want to be without it. I'm not lost anymore. Things get complicated. I've got a space for it to hold. And I have got resources and tools and tactics now. And I feel supported. Cool. Right? So if you know what works for you and things are blossoming and blooming, it's not the time to change anything. Don't change just for change sake. Okay. Because that wants to be heard as well. Like if things are going good and you feel good and there's an upswing in energy and you're peaceful and there's fun and there's joy. And you're like, yeah, there's enough. It's good. The aid of materials calls us to look at what we've cultivated. Look at what we've done and enjoy it and just keep doing it. It's a really cool card. There's also a push here. Last final thing of that Aphrodite 
is really like the narrative and the myth is that you cannot really know joy without pleasure in that our finances are very connected to how much pleasure we experience in our life, how much joy we're cultivating. And I know that might be a far reach for some of you, but others are like, oh, oh, right? This is why when you're in jobs where you make a lot of money, but you hate it, it's not worth it because you need to enjoy things. And so this is where how, you know, what's happening in our personal lives and our personal relationships can affect the flow of finances or how the income's going, right? It's, there's a connection of Pisces here too, right? Fantasy and reality. If we're constantly fearful of money, guess what's going to happen? Shit's going to happen with it, right? Because frequency is where it's at. So what wants to be heard is this final piece is that <laughs> you need to know Aphrodite. Aphrodite wants you to understand that your finances are connected to your pleasure, your joy, and beauty in your life. And beauty is not about cultural norms. What fills you up? What takes your breath away? What allows you to be calm? What makes you go, oh, being human is kind of cool because I just saw that or I experienced that or I got to taste that. Pleasure is about our senses. And so if things are stagnant, or they're like, ooh, in yuck places, send yourself toward the altar of Aphrodite and start to increase your pleasure, which in a patriarchal culture sounds completely counterintuitive. Aphrodite knows that. I know that. It doesn't make it wrong. You may be uncomfortable and unfamiliar with it, but it doesn't make it wrong. So pleasure and joy is where we need to be anchored in. That's not a YOLO moment, y'all. It's different. But pleasure and joy breed and circulate your resources and bloom roses and breed finances. Okay. And with that, this reading is complete. These things are something better for the highest and greatest good of all involved to the harm of none. So mode it be. And so it is now we as a collective will it. So I love you all so very much. Thank you for allowing me into your collective energetics in order to channel this message through and to you. Um, as always, I'll post a photo of our cards, my Instagram stories, the week that this episode publishes. If you miss it, just DM me on Instagram and I'll send it over to you. Um, link is in the show notes below to my Instagram, Tandy underscore Gutierrez. And as always, I hope the offering resonates. Take what works for you. Please leave the rest. Thank you again for letting me channel and letting me into your collective energies to facilitate this reading to the community. If you're looking for more support and insight into Pisces season, make sure you check out my deep dive into Pisces energy for this season in episode 56 prior to this episode. And for members of unicornwellnessstudio.com, under the astrology section of your monthly membership, you will see Zodiac Basics Pisces there. And... Keep an eye out for a bonus episode next week. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic. If this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. 
The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support someone else's healing. If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi, DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. And make sure to check out all of my offerings at unicornwellnessstudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that one